The text for today is taken from our gospel reading from Luke chapter 4, and I'm going to read different portions of that text again. It says, Jesus went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath he taught the people, and they were amazed at his teaching, because his words had authority. All the people were amazed, and they said to each other, what words are these that with authority and power he gives orders to impure spirits and they come out. And the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, You are the Son of God. And at daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him, and when they came to the place where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving. But he said to them, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to other towns also, because that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. If you would bow your heads with me in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, let our service to you be marked by the rule and authority of your own Holy Spirit. And let us live in such a way that your power brings healing, faith, and wholeness to those whom we love and serve. We ask and pray it all in your holy name, and all God's people said, Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. It's been about two years since we have been struggling with what I call the chaos of COVID. It's gone on again and again and again and again. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was thinking about the gospel lesson for today and all of the people that Jesus healed, and I began to think about all of the hospitals that there are in the St. Louis area. Does anyone know how many hospitals there are? 34. 34 in the St. Louis area. I begin to think about all of the doctors and all of the nurses and all of the administrative people that work in the hospitals to help those who are sick. To think of the struggles that they've had, the hardships they've gone through. I begin to think of all of the nurse practitioners, the EMTs, and how many beds are in the hospitals, and how many people are sick and in need of God's healing touch. Part of which has been brought about by the chaos of COVID, part of which has been brought about because of other reasons. And then I begin to think that our hospitals are not the only ones who've been touched with COVID's chaos. I begin to think of our schools and the students who are there, the teachers, the administrators, the volunteers that are at our schools. Should they wear a mask or not? Should they get vaccinated or not? Should they social distance or not? Should they Zoom their classes or not? And chaos and confusion keep people guessing. 
And it's not just hospitals and schools. We could look at so many other industries. We could look at the industry of travel and leisure and look at how chaos has brought COVID to that area of business. We can think of other areas as well. The jobs that people have left, the restaurants that have closed, And the chaos of COVID continues to reign. We can think about the struggles within the church. And the hardship of getting volunteers, the hardship of getting helpers, the fear and anxiety that is out in the world that keeps people from coming to God's house. It's all around us. And why do I bring up the chaos of COVID? It's because in Jesus' day, there was chaos as well. Think about it for a moment. The Jews who were ruled by another empire, the Roman Empire, they told them what they could do or what they could not do. You remember when Jesus was on trial before Pilate, he was afraid. Pilate was scared to death that a riot could break out. He was concerned not only for his job, but even for his life. We think in Jesus' day, how long did people live? 30, 35 years was the average. How many people were sick? and in need of chaos being driven from their life. And it was into that chaos that Jesus stepped into the world and he began to to speak in God's name and he began to heal with the very power of God. And he demonstrated the love of God to those whom he touched. And so the theme of today's power is that Jesus reveals his power and his love. Jesus reveals his power and his love. If you remember from last week, today is the the fourth Sunday after Epiphany, and we're just in the opening chapters of Luke's Gospel. But if you remember from last week, Jesus stepped into his own, own town of Nazareth. He went to the synagogue on the Sabbath. It was a Sabbath day. They asked him to share a lesson, and so they handed him the scroll of Isaiah the prophet. He enrolled the scroll to the place where it says by Isaiah, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has sent me to proclaim. He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind, and to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And as Jesus spoke and His people listened to Him, Scripture tells us that they were amazed at what He said. Isn't this Joseph's son? Isn't this the son of the carpenter? Where did he get all of this? How can he speak in such a way? And they were amazed. Amazed at what he said. Today we find Jesus going to the town of Capernaum. It is in the area of Galilee. Again, we find Jesus on the Sabbath day. He goes into the synagogue and he begins to preach and teach. Again, people were amazed at the words that Jesus spoke. 
And they were also amazed at the power that he demonstrated because in the middle of the service, someone would stand up. I can only imagine what would happen if someone would stand up in our worship service and say, I know who you are. What do you want with us? But here he was talking to God in the flesh. I know who you are, the demon said. You are Jesus of Nazareth. Have you come to destroy us? You are the Holy One of God. And Jesus simply said, Be quiet, be still, literally, be muzzled, and don't say another word, and come out of him. And the demon threw the man down on the ground and came out without a noise. And people looked at what Jesus had done, and they were amazed. Who is this man? That he speaks and he acts with the authority of God. And after the service was over, Jesus went to Peter's home. Peter's mother-in-law was sick and in bed. And Jesus, Scripture tells us, leaned over her and rebuked the fever. And she got up and she began to wait on them. And people began to hear what had happened in the synagogue and at Peter's home. And people came to Jesus at sundown. They brought their family members and their friends, those who were sick and ill. And Jesus touched each and every one and brought healing to their bodies. What a blessing. When God's power and authority, when God's love is used as God intended to bring about a blessing to people, to bring people into his kingdom, and to draw them close to himself. Have you ever experienced a time when people misused their power or authority? You could probably share stories with me. I'll share one story with you. It was a number of years ago. I was at home. I was working on my computer. And it wasn't running very well. And all of a sudden, there was a pop-up that came that said, this will clean the computer. You know where I'm going, okay? <laughs> I thought it was from our security software. It was not. More pop-ups began to pop up on the screen, and soon the computer wasn't running at all. And so we had to call an expert. An expert was there for over two hours working on the computer. I was there, I was talking with him as he was working with the computer, and I asked him the simple question, why would somebody do this? And the answer? People do it just because they can, right? That just reflects who some people are. Why would someone want to bring chaos into another person's life? Why would one person want to bring something destructive into another person's life? Why would a person want to bring hurt or harm into a person's life? Sometimes just because they can. Just because they can. 
Another question is, have you ever brought chaos into someone's life? Have you ever misused the power and authority given to you? And I'm not saying that you've sent a a program to someone else's computer, but did you use your position just because you could? Did you do something that made it difficult for someone else? Sometimes our sinful nature gets the best of us. It leads us down a path where we insist on doing our own thing, our own way, in our own time. I think of our epistle lesson for today. Ties in with what Pastor Scott preached about last week when he talked about we are all a part of the body of Christ. God has given each one of us different gifts. And then the epistle goes on today and St. Paul says, let me show you the most excellent way. And he begins his chapter on love. And he tells us what love is. Love is patient and kind. It's not jealous or conceited or proud. It's not ill-mannered or selfish or irritable. It doesn't keep a record of the wrongs, but it's happy with the truth. And its faith and its hope and its patience never fail. And sometimes our sinful nature gets the best of us And we're not very loving with those around us, people that we even know, people that are a part of our family, people that we love. So what did God give his power and authority and his love for? It's a great question. What did God give his power and authority for as he gives it to us in this world? Jesus tells us very plainly, Jesus, after he died on the cross and after he was raised from the dead, he died for our sins. His disciples were hiding out of fear in an upper room that was locked and Jesus appeared before them and he said, peace be with you. Scripture tells us that he breathed on his disciples and he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Whosoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven unto them. And whosoever sins you do not forgive, they are not forgiven. One of our purposes, one of the part of the power and authority that God has given to us is to forgive the sins of those who are sorry when they've sinned against God and to assure them that their sins are washed away and forgiven. How else are we to use God's power and authority? Jesus told his disciples before he ascended into heaven. He said, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me, and I'm giving it to you. I'm sharing it with you as my disciples. Go and make disciples of all people by baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teach them everything that I've commanded you. That's how we're to use the power and authority of God to forgive sins, to make disciples, to encourage people in their relationship with God. 
Have you ever heard of Robert's Rules of Order? Do you ever wonder where they came from? They came from a guy by the name of Henry M. Roberts. He lived a while back, a few years ago. He was employed in the army and he was the chief of engineers. That's for all of our engineers out there. He was the chief of engineers. And he was asked to run a meeting one day, and it happened to be a meeting in the church. And he thought to himself, how hard can this be? He wasn't prepared for what was about to take place. He said it was chaos, and he was so embarrassed, he said, I will never let this happen again. And so he gathered some books together, and he began to look at and to study parliamentary law and parliamentary procedures so that things could be done in a good and orderly way. And from time to time, the, mar the army moved him to different towns. He was asked to lead different meetings. And he began to grow in this process. And he began to learn some things. And he found every place that he was at was different and so he wanted to bring some kind of order and structure to the meetings that were done. And there were three common themes. Common consent, this is what we're going to talk about. Common sense, this is how we're going to move through what we need to cover. And common courtesy. We're going to treat each other in a kind and fair manner. And that's what Robert's Rules of Order are all about. Common consent, common sense, and common courtesy. When Jesus, our Lord, stepped into human flesh, there was chaos all around him. There's chaos still today. But God sends you and me into the chaos of the world so that things can be done in decency and in order so that his purposes can be accomplished so that people can be forgiven so that God's word can be proclaimed so that people are drawn close and they know that they can run to the Father again and again and again so that they know that God's kingdom may come in our midst, so that his will might be done on earth as it is in heaven, and always for his glory. And to that all God's people can say, Amen. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.